Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach, and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word MONEY to 844-949-1984. That's the word MONEY to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Blue Collar BS. Steve Doyle and myself, Brad Herta, talking today on a topic that was intriguing to me as I was lying awake one morning. Why is it that baby boomer business owners in the manufacturing space do not want to hire young talent or young opportunity and to see where they can go. And as I was thinking through it, I'm like, huh, all right. When we go into people's shops and we walk and do those tours, who are the people that you most trust and everybody goes to? That's the guy that's been there 35 years, right? Or 40 years has seen a lot and done all those things. When I started thinking, I'm like, huh, that gentleman probably didn't get a four-year degree, maybe went into the military, but started when he was a young in, young man in his early 20s, maybe, or even as a teen and grew up. Now the owner and that primary machine guy is the same age. What's the hesitation to give another 18 to 21-year-old a chance in that environment? What do you think's holding the boomers and the Xers back? Because I got to freaking babysit the kids. There's so many problems of just, I've got to wipe their ass all the time, babysit them, got to tell them exactly what to do. You know, the common sense that they, they don't have that we all have here just isn't there. And so now I've got to spend the time away from the things I need to do. And I've got to bring over somebody else who's now got to spend the time to babysit them to get them up to speed. And we just don't have the time anymore. So are you saying that when they got it's been the tenured employee that he wasn't babysat when he started? Well, no, he had the common sense just to get up and go do it. These kids nowadays just don't have the common sense or initiative to go do something. They're going to sit there and wait until I tell them exactly what to do. They will go do exactly what I want them to do. They won't take three steps further. They won't even take a half a step further to think through what are the next steps in the process. I just ain't got time for this. That's a way over generalization <laughs> and you know it, Mr. Doyle. Oh, I totally do. And I'm all wound up because of it. In that same vein though, if we think about it, those are some of the preconceived notions like of the, the Gen Z's coming in. We just have to spend the time to babysit them. And I don't have the time to babysit another snot-nosed little brat that has to be told everything what to do. And then they want to be in management right now. That might be the millennial. That's not, that's where you fit in. Um, <laughs> not the Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> far from it. <laughs> right. No, the Gen Z doesn't want to be a management right away. In fact, many Gen Zers don't even want to be a management. They just want to be individual contributors to be part of a, a, a greater cause and a greater sense of community. Yeah. And I know I was overgeneralizing, getting all wound up. 
So when we look back at it, but those are some of the, at a high level, that's what's being thought about. Those are the unspoken thoughts and some of the unspoken thoughts. But the guy that started there with him 30 years ago, help me understand what's changed to create that difference of the the, the quote unquote self-starter, the common sense. Is it really common sense or is it perception? It's mostly perception. And the common sense, and we've had this discussion offline several times. What's common sense for you may not be common sense for me. We've had different upbringings. And just like those going through that happened with baby boomers, their whole upbringing was different than the upbringing of the current generation, the Gen Z. And what was common sense to baby boomers at the age of 18 is not the same common sense as the Gen Z today. Right. And it has to do with the experiences that they have been brought up through to the point of where they're entering the workforce, i.e. everything up to, let's just say 18 to 21. So how do we break that down? What can we offer to our boomer friends who have risked their entire lives and their careers in building businesses to support hundreds of people thousands of companies, et cetera, and all the suppliers, all those other things. They've taken such a great risk. What can we offer them so that their businesses don't implode and just fall apart because they can't, quote unquote, find good people? One of the things with one of the companies that I'm working with is a whole knowledge transfer library. What does that mean? Knowledge transfer library is more, what are the, so if we break down bits of the business into processes. Libraries are for geeks, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, they are for geeks, but you know what? They're necessary because where else are you going to learn about the history of things that have uh, have been done a certain way? And yes, technology is changing, equipment's changing, but as that all changes, the knowledge with that goes with the person. And unfortunately, in some of the businesses, oh, it goes with the person. Huh, oh, knowledge weird. with the person, not knowledge with the company. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really weird. So as a person leaves or rotates out, where does that knowledge go? It walks out the door. And did the companies spend the time to transfer that knowledge, not to a person, but to a library. To the company. Exactly. The library meaning the company. Right. So if we do a knowledge transfer to the library or to the company, that can be retained and taught to exponential people time and time again, so that the onboarding or getting up to speed doesn't take as long. Therefore, the business owner doesn't have to spend the time. They still have to spend time, not as much time. And then they can start talking about taking initiative. So that Gen Z kid that comes in that is technology savvy and doesn't want to look through and page through a 1947 Three ring uh, binder. Three ring binder. <laughs> That's 10 inches thick. For the owner's manual on the Blanchard grinder that he's working on, he can watch a video and learn and understand the knowledge transfer because he can get it to his phone or from the uh-huh. computer that's right there, take the few moments to find the information. Yeah, absolutely. And it would fit their learning style and their behaviors and what they're accustomed to. Absolutely. Would that make would that make a new employee relatively happy a younger employee happier to work in an environment like that, do you think? To be able to access information to do their job quicker on the fly? Yeah, absolutely. Huh, weird. I know, stupid weird. <laughs> weird, weird. So 
So why so, don't so you guys you want to invest in your happening? businesses? Why don't you want to invest in your businesses to become more transferable and add value and take away the problem from somebody else down the road when you decide to sell it, Mr. Boomer? Because it is an unknown. I don't know how to do it. And I'm too afraid to admit that I don't know how to do it. Dumbasses. That's where we're at. I know. And it's frustrating. But yet you could use the same young generation to create the knowledge library. Pass that with them. Right. Weird. Why do we want to task that with them? Because you need someone there for the longer run and it gives them more freedom and gives them the opportunity to demonstrate new skills that you currently don't have in the business. But it's a change and it's a hard change to accept. But you know, as well as I do, those that end up doing that, the value they get to add to their business, that intrinsic value that happens when they decide to sell and move on is going to cost, it may be worth a full multiple mm-hmm. because you've now created a system and a process to attract and potentially retain new talent that others in your industry have not. Correct. And by creating a library to the business, you now have information that is transferable and sellable versus the knowledge with the person. Right. It is worth exponentially more, as you just mentioned. Yeah. George has all the knowledge of of customer XYZ because he's been doing it for 30 years. But George is retiring two years after I sell the the shop. No value, not as much Mm -hmm. value. But if I have all of George's knowledge available um, to be able to transfer that over to the next ownership team, significantly more value because the company has the knowledge. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't get why that's so hard for people to understand, Steve. Because it's change. It's something new. It's something different. It's something I can't control. Absolutely. You can, as the owner of the business, of course you can control that. How can I control that? I've got some snot nosed little kid doing it. Now you're just pissing me off. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to get the conversation wound up, Brad. Come on. (laughs) Because we both know it's not true. Right. We both know it's not true. But those are some of the thoughts that are running through the minds. We've had the conversations. Right. I mean, but when they were, when, when George came in and started when he was 21, right, maybe he sat back and he took the beatings uh, not literally, but the the hazing and all the other things from his seniors in front of him. But he learned all those skills and tools from everybody else because they were willing to transfer the knowledge to them. So why doesn't George want to give the knowledge up going forward? Pay it forward, people, right? I mean, just pay it forward for the survival of industry. Absolutely. I, I don't get it. It takes time. So let's let's break this down. So one of the the environments I was in, we were going through this trans. We were going through a very similar transition. Uh, the workforce was aging, and we needed to bring in a new workforce. But those that were extremely experienced were constantly traveling. Doing, they were constantly traveling, uh, doing technical assistance with with the supply base. Because they had that knowledge, they spent so much time. Those that were back at the office that didn't have that knowledge couldn't answer the technical questions and be able to technically support. And the only time they could get that was when those that were experienced were in the office. But because the the work environment mandated that they had to work with supply base, the transfer of knowledge couldn't be done quickly. So we had to set up a knowledge transfer library or or a library, if you will, of information to transfer that knowledge. And yes, we had to dedicate time. We actually had to schedule the time on the calendar to do the transfer of knowledge into the library. Was it painstaking? Yes. Once that was 
I will say 80% complete. Those that did not have that knowledge now had a library that they could go to on their phones, on their computers, on the network, so that they could access it when somebody called them, went to their office to ask them. They're like, I don't know, let me check right now. They could go through the knowledge library and find the information they were looking for quickly versus, oh, we have to wait until Joe is back in the office and he's not scheduled to be back for three weeks. Right. Customer service, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess yep. I've been, I guess I've been spoiled in my career to have people that were willing to take the time, energy and share and then pay that forward. And to those below me is we didn't have the technology and those type of things. And, and compared to what the need is or the desire is for the younger millennial and the Gen Z crowd, right? Want to use technology uh-huh. to their advantage versus human interaction at times. Yeah. Sitting in front of some of the lead engineers who forgot more than I will ever, ever have learned in my entire life uh-huh. were just amazing conversations to be able to understand the purpose and the reasons behind some of the designs or material selections or the goofy compound angles we were using or why we put a hole here instead of there when there was no purpose and finding out that that hole was seven designs ago so we don't need it anymore to pull costs out of the product because it took the time to go find out why (laughs) exactly and i guess i was spoiled and it drives me crazy to see very smart men and women who own these businesses not realize the value they can add to their business by understanding how to bring in young, credible talent and retain them. Uh Blows my mind. Actually kind of frustrating. Yes, it is. That was kind of the topic I had for today, Steve. I didn't have much more, but I do appreciate (laughs) the the banter and you getting me riled up and you getting riled up and playing that role because it's frustrating. And I guess to all the all the elder generations that are listening to this, or even the younger ones, force the issue, force the conversation. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have a sellable business, a transferable business, and an organization that's going to be far more aligned with goals and objectives. And the culture is going to be so much more acceptable to younger individuals. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Great wrap up, Steve. <laughs> you're a man of many words today. So, I am. Get you wound up and then uh, no place to go. <laughs> all right. So I appreciate that. So uh, until we talk next next time, Steve, uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. All right. Thanks, Brad. You too. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep Blue Collar Businesses strong for generations to come.